but he shook his head and said no. So I hit him the first time, then he took off the medal and gave it to me. And then what happened? Tried to run away from me. So I hit him with my shoe again! But he kept on crying and making a noise. And I was afraid somebody would hear him, so I kept on hitting a mother! I hit him harder that time, and he fell in the water. Oh my god, my god. Hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Goryor. One-stop shop for just about everything that is horror, and we are your hosts. My name is Justin. And my name is Brennan. Welcome to the show. Hi. You and your microphone. Yeah, this was kind of like a... <laughs> <That was> close. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to mute some of this because <laughs> I was transforming it right now. I was... <laughs> Roll out. Yeah, pro podcaster here. Like I know what I'm, like I know what I'm doing. Um, it's only been like three years and nearly a hundred well, episodes. Yeah, so nearly a hundred. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But the one thing I have noticed in the amount of time that I've been talking to you, mm-hmm. you got a fire about you today. Yeah, a little bit. Of, there's like getting senses of sass coming from you. Little you little a freshly uh, trimmed beard. Yeah. What about the top of your head? Yeah, that's the plan for tomorrow. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, you got the kind of sprightly, almost, feisty. Mm. It may not be translating into the episode as much, but... I had some hot pockets and a cream soda before we started, so I've got a little bit of food energy. Well, yeah, the the cream soda will do it, that's for sure. It's one of my favorites. Me too. Justin, what are we doing here today, man? Well, uh, I think we're probably here to talk about a horror movie, and that horror movie is the classic from 1956, The Bad Seed. I hadn't seen this until, like, about a year ago. I was Mm -hmm. watching History of Horror, and it was on the Child Killer episode, and I went, (laughs) that looks fun. Like, that looks like an interesting movie. So I bought Mm -hmm. it, watched it, loved it, found the right time to do it, and here Mm -hmm. we are. Here we are. What do you think? Uh, well, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I have two. I have two minds about this. There's a lot of things about this movie that I respect, and I'm like, wow. And like, so as much South Park as I I watched growing up, mm-hmm. I'm seeing connections here with the oh, I got the prettiest mother, the sweetest mother. Like Cartman <laughs> would always do that to his mom, and now I know where that comes from, and I have even more respect for it. I like this movie. Did oh. it need to be two hours and ten minutes long? No. No. I mean, this is 50s pacing through and through. I sure. And it's also like a... It's a play. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like, you know, the full-on telling of a play through a movie. So there's that. Yeah. I, I liked it. I might watch it again someday. But the one thing I will say about this movie, even though it's slow... I was incredibly tired today, so that might have played a factor. I was laying in bed watching it, hmm. and I was like, well, maybe I'll sit down, I'll play some video games while I watch it off to the side, because I'm like, it's the 50s, like, how in depth can it be? <laughs> um, but then I'm Fair sitting there, and I'm watching the beginning, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I, I need to, so I was like, no distractions, I'll go lay down on my bed, I'm tired, I'll watch it. So, little Rhoda, Patty McCormick, I believe she... 
was so good mm-hmm. because I wanted not to spoil the ending, but I was definitely thinking about that a lot during this movie where I'm just like, <laughs> God, everybody thinks she's so perfect. And as the mom starts to kind of peel it away, I'm just like, okay, no, I, I know my initial response would, I just, I don't know. I, it, I think that you thought that I would like this movie much more than I did. Like hoping, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to gauge with you. Yeah. I never know what you're going to like. Well, I liked it. I'm not upset. Like, I'm not like, you know, you and fucking Leprechaun. I know this is like fourth time I brought this up today, but like, mm-hmm. it's it's a fine movie. Like, I see where like a lot of stuff came from. Um, the mom, like the acting was really good. Like, yeah. Mrs. Daigle, like how she was drunk every time you saw her. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it as the movie goes on. But yeah, yeah. I I like the movie enough. It it's hard it's hard it's hard to put into words how I feel exactly about it, but it's alright. All right. Well with that booming uh response. Uh, that, the booming review from a boomer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will get into this. A woman's shame out in the open. Down and out. Wrote a pen mark. Seems like your average sweet eight-year-old girl when her rival at school dies and mysterious circumstances at the school picnic, her mother starts Mm -hmm. to suspect that Rhoda was responsible. Oh. (laughs) What? So the thing I like about this movie, too, is like when they're like, hey, uh," she's like, so this happened to the boy. Yeah, what happened to that old lady who used to live upstairs? Like she's just like that grasping. That part was so creepy. Yeah, and then not like we'll get into the rest of it later. But yeah, this this little girl was kind of prolific. Yeah, she was uh, uh, like she makes the movie. I mean, the mom was fantastic as well. But mm-hmm. that little girl is just incredible. She, uh, yeah, she, she really makes was. the movie. I mean, if not for her, like it would just be it would have been fine. Probably remembered, but not as well as it has. Uh, mm-hmm. Directed by Marvin Leroy, screenplay by John Lee Mahan, based on The Bad Seed by Maxwell Anderson, and The Bad Seed by William March. Starring Nancy Kelly, William Hopper, Patty McCormick, Henry Jones, Eileen Heckart, and Evelyn Varden, released September 12, 1956. Oh. A uh, budget of a million dollars with a box office of $4.1 million. And then it says rentals off to the side here. I'm not sure why. I don't know if huh. this even released uh, like in theaters, but hmm. it might have just been like on TV or whatever. But we're going to find out. Sure. After the success of the book, Jeffrey Sherlock from production code administration sent a letter to jack warner stating that quote the property violated the spirit and letter of the code sherlock's office wrote to paramount pictures columbia pictures and universal pictures to caution them against the property although none had had inquired about it after a yeah after a bidding war jack warner bought the film rights for three hundred thousand dollars equivalent to 2.9 million in 2021 uh, United States Pictures, owned by Milton Sperling, stated that they would only produce the film for Warner Brothers Pictures upon approval by PCA. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the 50s. You know, you have a demon child 
who's killing people. It's kind of <laughs> taboo for the fifties. Like, it's... yeah. Well, and that was the thing too that I like. I like the little disclaimer at the end of the movie, not to keep jumping ahead, but I really, I really liked how they threw that on the end there because I'm just like, I. The more I'm, I sit here and I think about it. So this movie, mm-hmm. being over two hours long, mm-hmm. like the last say twenty to thirty minutes, it really kind of goes to the, like the third act just kind of goes to this next level, yeah. of where it's pretty even kill throughout the whole movie, and then it just like kind of ramps all the way to the end, and that's what saved it for me, because mm-hmm. as I'm watching this movie, I'm just like, okay, great, this is good. <laughs> whatever but then at the end i'm like oh, okay so this is why everybody likes it as much as they do yeah like it really does finish uh strong yeah and that's the thing like if you keep it in context of the time it was made mm-hmm. like you could totally see this movie being done now and being just as brutal if not worse and and i like i like it a lot uh, Adler contra- contacted Sherlock demanding to know why approval was given. Sherlock uh, responded that director Mervyn Leroy was able to come up with a treatment, quote, that seemed to do what the office thought was impossible. Although the novel and play <clears throat> conclude with Christine dying and Rhoda surviving, the motion picture production code did not allow for crime to pay. Uh, the ending of the film <laughs> thus reverses the deaths of the mother and daughter, with Christine's life being saved and Rhoda's ultimately, spoilers, being struck down by lightning. In other words, so, the reason why like the Universal Monsters all had to quote-unquote die at the end and then they had to figure out how to how bring, to bring him back, him back the next one is because the film code made you have to kill evildoers in mm-hmm. movies. I was like, I was watching this movie and I did not really like, I wasn't thinking about the code. I didn't know that off the top and I'm watching this movie and I'm like, Oh fuck dude, the mom's going to die and the the girl's going to keep going and Mm -hmm. her dad is not going to know any better. Yeah. And then we'll talk more about the ending later, but I'm like, that's going to happen for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like when we get to, when we start talking about that more, I'll expand upon this. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> well, again, like, if it was made now, you could totally do that. And I'm sure they have. And it's just like... Right. That's just a fantastic idea. So, oh, uh, yeah. I got you. Uh, in another move to appease the censors, Warner Brothers added an adults-only tag to the film's advertising. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, the Bad Seed like was it. one of the bigger hits of 1956 for Warner Brothers, earning the company $4.1 million in theatrical rentals, I'm not sure what that means, in the U.S., against a million-dollar budget. The film was one of the year's top 20 at the box office in the U.S., among the 10 most popular box office draws in Britain in 1956. So the thing I'm wondering if it's the rentals, because like I know that theaters would rent the reels, so I'm wondering if that literally means theater rentals. Like, some places will buy them, but, like, I remember when I lived in uh, Newburgh and I talked to the owner of the drive-in there, and they would get the reels. Mm-hmm. He would talk about, like, how much money it would cost to get those. And I remember at the time, I believe just to rent Spider-Man, 
the first one with Tobey Maguire. I think he had to mm-hmm. pay something of like one to three hundred thousand dollars just to get the reel to play it in the theater. That's and nice. so it very much possibly could mean that like a theater had to pay X amount of money to even get the reel in there, and then thusly mm-hmm. theater rentals. But I'm spitballing. You could be I, full of shit, but I like it, so let's go with it. <laughs> if you got, if uh, any of the listeners know what that means or how that works, let us know. I'd love to hear from yeah, you for sure. Make sure you uh, stick around towards the end of the episode too. I don't want to cut it in now and uh, talk about some stuff, but I make sure you you tune into the end because we got an announcement, some stuff I want to talk about. Whoa, he's quitting. I'm not. <laughs> says the guy who's like i'm clicking up and hanging up forever if you pick that movie so (laughs) well then don't pick that movie you've been warned that's all it is at the academy awards uh best actress nancy kelly was nominated best supporting actress eileen eckhart was nominated patty mccormick was nominated and best cinematography black and white harold rosen was nominated and at the golden globe awards best supporting actress motion picture eileen eckhart won and Patty McCormick was nominated. Nice. So, there you go. Uh, the film is recognized by the, by the American Film Institute in the 2001 AFI's 100 Years, 100 Thrills. It was nominated. And now some quick fun facts before we get into the thing. I've got like three. There's okay. not a lot on this movie, which is yeah. a shame. Um, Alfred Hitchcock turned down the chance to uh, direct. Which would have been cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what. So that's like with that with it. I don't know. Every time this gets brought up on an episode where it's like you know Hitchcock could have directed it, I'm like I'm glad he didn't. That's fair. And that's not to say he wouldn't have made this movie many better or worse. But it said like the way that this movie, like watching this movie was perfect for what it was. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he could have done something where I'm just like, oh, wow. But, like, his st- his style is so, you like, it's a signature. You know, like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell you're watching a Hitchcock movie. And I don't know. I kind of like this how it, like, how it was without necessarily the additional flair. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it very would have been much more production. bombastic and like, hey, it's me. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot more dramatic. I really think the kind of the just the dry delivery of everything mm-hmm. also lends to it too. And there's like no crazy zoom ins or crazy angles and stuff like yeah. that. Like it's just like you said, watching a play because it it's kind of what it is. So uh, it was the just. final film of Nancy Kelly. Despite earning an Oscar nomination for this film, she never made another theatrical movie. Only only focusing on TV projects. Who was that? Nancy Kelly. Oh. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Uh, One of the actresses in the movie. (laughs) You don't say. Warner Brothers production notes for the film reported that three endings were shot. According to a November 1955 article in the LA Times, the end of the film was kept secret and the last five pages of the script were not distributed until ready to shoot. Uh, Nancy Kelly was Christine, the mother. Oh, oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, God, she was great. Well, let's talk about it because we're into the movie now. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Risk I fifteen minutes. Hey, my next one's gonna be like that too. It's like it, nothing and that's why I'm. Notes. 
I'm pretty. I was gonna say I don't know. I I our next episode is gonna be. I haven't seen it in the movie yet, so I have no idea what to expect. But I was gonna be like, yeah, I don't think mine will have a whole lot of notes to it either. But then I was like, oh yeah, I changed it. <laughs> and there could be. I feel like we'll be talking about a bunch of like craziness with this movie, though. That, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of sizzle. I don't know what his movie is, folks. So this is going to be as big a surprise for me as it is for you. Until <laughs> I hear it and I go, oh, okay. You're like, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> I love old horror movies. I don't know what it is. We have a friend at work that's always pestering me to watch old movies, and I kind of want to hit him in the face with a film reel. You can now that the dividers are down. True. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. There's some old movies that are just, the idea of watching them bore me to tears. But watching an old Bond, watching an old horror movie, there's something about the atmosphere of these kind of movies that draws me in. And I love that old school Universal Monsters orchestral opening. to the- Yes. I'm 100% with you on this. And I think... Even though I said like I the the it worked very well for this movie just being the dry play style that it was, mm-hmm. um, I'm with you. I do. I love the old, you know, the old slog basically where it's just it is a long ass movie or sure. there is not a lot of sizzle, if you will, and it's just you know delivery and all this kind of stuff. The acting is generally really really good because yeah, <laughs> you had like, yeah you couldn't hide it with tricky edits and mm-hmm. million takes like you couldn't do that back then you didn't have the time or the money or I, the ability re- to to do those kind of things i agree i really do like the the, the like the old school vibe like yeah I, I i i like it i lost my train of thought continue okay for those that haven't uh, listened to these before we don't go shot for shot if you want to know everything that happens in the movie go watch the movie it's great it's pretty cheap on Voodoo right now, so give, mm. give it a watch. You can My rent next... it for four dollars, or you can buy it for ten. Did you rent or buy? I rented. I figured. But see, the <laughs> thing is, man, is like there's so many old school black and whites. Like, if oh, yeah. I feel the need to watch this movie again, I'll buy it, yeah. and then I'll have lost four dollars. But by that time, even... it'll be twenty fifty, and you won't remember that, so it's okay. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's possible. Yeah. Uh, my next note is Rhoda makes a real turn over penmanship metal. That's like, what this whole movie's about. Really? She, it is. she really I mean, does not, like, I mean, she is like a really try hard eight year old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she is just real bent out of shape that Claude, good old Claude. Stupid like, Claude. Poor kid. His name is Claude, and his mother's name is Hortense. <laughs> like they really should have broke the cycle at some point yeah i get it it's the 50s Steve. but your name is claude daggle mm-hmm. daggle or whatever and it's like oh man <laughs> yucker poor guy but yeah this would be a right. rough go of it in high school so <clears throat> he would have if it wasn't <laughs> cut short <laughs> over a fucking award yeah a penmanship oh, medal of all things e- like, what <laughs> yeah my school uh, well, had like a spelling bee, I think, but I, yeah, I don't remember same. any penmanship medals. No, but the maybe fact they did that... away with them after this movie. <laughs> Too many kids were getting drowned. Right, Claude just had the best handwriting you've ever seen, right? And like this little girl just could not deal with it. 
at all. <laughs> and there's times we're watching this, and you, I just, I'm watching her react. Like, I hadn't seen the movie, but I knew, you know, she's crazy. Obviously, the, yeah, crazy, the villain, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching, I'm like, paying more attention to mannerisms like i spent a lot of time watching that because if there's there's one thing in this world that fucking makes me ungodly angry (laughs) it's kids (laughs) i get that no um, yeah no hey more power to you man i love my daughter to death i wouldn't trade it for the world but an undisciplined child there's nothing more aggravating. We see mm-hmm. it at work with people who like it's just sense yeah. of entitlement. And Grown this little girl's the, yeah. And this, I mean, she's eight, yeah. but like it's the epitome of entitlement. And you're just yeah. like, grow up. Well, not you because you're eight, but like, yeah, reality like, check the? a bit. Well, yeah, the other thing the? is, I mean, obviously she's a sociopath. She doesn't really, uh, I, I think. For her, it's more like the presentation of perfection to hide her psychosis. Yeah, that's a hundred percent the vibe I would go with as well because <clears throat> she is such a little liar, yeah. and she knows that she's being a little liar. But like you're right, like it's weird because it's like it's not a schizo thing, you know. She knows what she's doing, yeah. but. It's definitely a facade, that's for sure. She's definitely well, putting that, up that front. That's the thing that really resonated with me in this movie is her performance in the writing, which I always appreciate. The way mm-hmm. she is able to just transition from lie to lie to lie so seamlessly and you know, her mom catches her in one, so she goes, Oh no, what I meant was this. Yeah. Or, no, it was well actually, yeah, that happened, but it, what actually happened was this and it's just it's right. insane. It's yeah, super clever no, though. It is, it is, because it it's I feel like what would happen in that situation. Because yeah. as a kid, like if like if you lie, nine times out of ten you're not gonna fess up to it. Yeah. You're gonna try to keep it going because you're trying to get out of trouble (laughs) it never worked for me but (laughs) seemed to work for these guys yeah uh the other creepy person in this movie is Leroy, (laughs) the super creepy uh i guess groundskeeper just call him him leroy Uh, he's not (laughs) hi my name's Leroy. like what are you well that's how can of water The old, there was only one person who actually called him Leroy. Everyone else said Leroy. So I was like, because they're oh, all fancy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, I definitely heard Leroy more more than I heard Leroy. But I'm just yeah. like, come on now. He is a, he's over the top creepy, but in a fun way, I think for the most part. I like that he doesn't take any rota shit. Yeah. I like that. And it's weird because at the end, it's you think he get he sees her for who she is, and he claims to. He yeah, spends yeah, he a lot of time, to. and then when she fucking snaps, and he's, he's like, like oh, "I was shit, just messing." I was right. I was, yeah, I was. Oh my god, <laughs> I was just messing so with you. Yeah, it's real. Like he definitely like he has the hots for the mom. Yeah, which I don't necessarily blame him, but he's super creeper about that. Yeah, we're just sitting there talking to himself, always like yeah. pulling the dead leaves off the bush, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. The one I will say the one thing I know it's the fifties, it's Hollywood, it's a different vibe. Sure. But more than once you definitely get this really weird pedo vibe. 
towards the little girl. Did you notice that with it, like the way that, like it, it yeah. like I don't know, it, it came off with the granddad, and yeah. like even though it's her grandfather, and it just you got these. I mean, I don't know, maybe I got it more jaded from the Roy and a bit of from the dad, kind of creeped me out. The grandpa, I feel like it was more like because he had just had the conversation with the mom, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh-huh. Like he was like suspecting there's something wrong, and so he wasn't like creeping on her. He was just like, "Oh, there's uh, there's something off here." And okay, okay, yeah. that's that's how I took the grandpa's that he was putting the pieces together. And oh shit, this is not good. Right. Well, I you did get a little bit of it with Leroy. I didn't notice anything from the dad, but being a dad, I was really not putting. I was like, yeah. you know. I love my daughter to death. Pick her up, hug her, give her yeah. a basket of hugs or whatever. That that got annoying. As much right. as I love my daughter, I'm like, where's my basket of hugs? <laughs> She's like, well, where's my basket of kisses, daddy? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. It's okay if you don't do that voice again. It's all right. So. You don't tell me nothing, guy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, listen here, guy. So, Claude, as we mentioned before, the poor little boy that uh, won the penmanship medal, his crowning achievement in life because his parents seem like very horrible people. Well, <laughs> we don't, to be fair, we don't really see anything from the parents before. Sure. We only see drunk mom who's distraught that her son is dead. Which is fair. And just loaded all yeah. the time. And Which that's think, another thing know. about this movie where it's like, I'm, I know you see it more so towards like the second or third time that Hortense comes around mm -hmm. because, you know, the mom is feeling guilty about what happens, this and that, when, you know, discoveries come aboot. But she, aboot? they're very lenient and like, I know it's a different time. But very lenient with the way that she, you know, she comes around, she's talking shit. Like if somebody came over and was talking shit, you know, about my kid to my kid, this or that, I'd be, I wouldn't be as cordial. But you know, this is also what seventy, plus it's almost seventy years later. So well, it's I tough because she did just lose her son. Mm -hmm. She is drunk off her ass, so you kind of have to be like, I can confront you, but it's just gonna make things worse. So it's yeah. just like, okay, just do your shit, get the fuck out, and then we'll move on from there. Yeah, mom wears the pants because the dad just stands there. He's like, I don't know what to fucking do anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm distraught to too. Here. But... I over here, so that's just, I just want to go home and watch TV, really. Yeah. I got a that. Marvel movie to watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wish. <laughs> I do, actually. I, probably, I believe probably it, do. man. Uh, no, I'm going to watch some Batman this weekend. Uh, so, oh. I lost my place. Do, do, do. So, I love, the again, the delivery of the little girl. Claude dies at the picnic. They hear about it over the radio. And then they bring him home and shit. And she, she's talking to the mom about, like, oh, yeah, sure, I found this saw this dead body i looked right at the fucking kid but i what i'd really like is a peanut butter sandwich yeah can i get a peanut butter sandwich and trust me i talk about this on a regular occasion peanut butter and jelly sandwiches is one of my favorite things in the world they're great oh man however so good i don't know if i just saw a dead body that i would want to see one especially if it's my friend 
I don't well, think that, they were that, that was the thing that was that was the thing that like the mom was saying. She's like, "Oh, Claude adored her, and you know mm. they were good friends, and this and that." And it's like, well, <laughs> were they? Though? I don't have to tell you, my daughter's a <laughs> psycho. <laughs> Should have gave her the medal. So I'm saying. Yeah, she, oh my god! Yeah, I can't wait to get to that part. <laughs> well, talk about the half moons. <laughs> Oh God! It's it, it it's clever too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a bit of a mystery aspect to this of like, oh, he had these half moon shaped things that they kind of covered up. With I didn't the sheet. catch that either when they were either. talking when they were talking about it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just was like, they're like bruises. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like half moon shapes, and then she's trying to get rid of the shoes, and then she's like, oh, and then she figures it out. She's like, oh, <laughs> half moon, yeah. half moons. <laughs> yeah, it was great. What? We already talked about the mother of the boy coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, the the line that stuck out to me was, you know, the mom's talking to Rhoda about what happened and aren't you sad about the little boy? And she's like, if they want a little boy, they should just go down to the orphan, orphanage and get another one. Oh I was like, what? Yeah, just the real lack of empathy <laughs> there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Like, that's horrible on at least five levels, because... Like. A minimum, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, like, that happens every time they're trying, you know, they're talking to her, and they're, you know, trying to just get something out of her, and the way that she deflects, and then just no emotion, no remorse, only, like, well, aside from anger, she doesn't really show anything else. Mm-mm. Well, and that's kind yeah. of the trait of people like that, yeah. is, like, they, they have access to one card. And that's all they play. Yeah. And when that card gets drawn... (laughs) You better not have their penmanship medal. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me. He wouldn't give it to me, so I hit him. (laughs) That was brutal. Yes. Yeah. and He wouldn't give me, so I hit him again. (laughs) I I assume that's the clip that we're using at the beginning of the uh, episode. um, um, Whatever whatever you send me are the clips that I put in the episode, so... Well, I know. I just don't know how how much of it you're going to use, but that... I forgot about that scene, and watching it again, I was like, oh, this is what's going to be at the beginning of the episode. Like, that's... It's haunting. It is. um, I'm going to look and see, because I know you sent me a clip... It's like two minutes long, and so we won't use the whole thing, but there's no. like 45 seconds of setup before it gets to the psycho part. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'll, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. So, skipping ahead, we talked about this a little earlier, but as the mom's piecing shit together mm-hmm. and remembering, you know, this trip that they all took to the cottage or whatever the fuck, and there right. was this old lady there, and she promised Rhoda one of her snow globe they call it like a crystal ball in this but it looked like yeah, a snow but, globe to me mm-hmm. when she died and then she died like mysteriously she fell down the stairs while watching rhoda yeah and it's like mm. yeah oh man and i'm surprised i mean it was the first time it happened so of course the mom's not going to really pick up on it as like oh you know there's definitely not a trend here right but Oh, there's something yeah. you wanted, which comes back later in the best possible way. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's why I'm like, I'm like, don't jump ahead, don't jump ahead. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and stop. Um, and then we get Leroy accusing Rhoda of hitting the boy with the stick and his super right. overacting and creepiness. Yeah, I, this this scene right here. I do like the idea of like, you know, 
you're mean and I'm mean, so I can tell that we're both mean and we're both smart and I can see that. Like, this is where I was like, oh, he does get it. Like, yeah. He does see her for her. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I wish they had done, honestly. Because it's like, okay, everyone else just sees this sweet little girl and she's so cute with the pigtails and shit. But mm-hmm. Roy is like, I'm pretty fucked up too. I'm probably a child murderer. Let's be honest. Right. Uh, and I can tell you're one too. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, he seems very early days. Like, if Freddy Krueger was done in the 50s, it'd be, it'd be Leroy. And then uh, we're... <laughs> yeah? It's the vibe I got from him. Yeah, kind of early on. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. But I love My name's his... Leroy Krueger. Nice to meet you. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. If I would have planned that better, I I have um on my soundboard on my audio mixer over here, I do have a, a radio voice huh. kind of modulator to where it makes me sound like old timey on a radio. Yes. If my <laughs> voice wasn't great. so froggy right now, I could probably do it. I yeah. But I, I love gotcha. his like trying to trick her into confessing because of the blood sniffing stick hounds that the police have yeah right a very oddly you know specific thing that they very much don't have Mm -hmm. yeah those those damn blood stick hounds gotta watch out for those fuckers they're gonna find that stick in the woods (laughs) and they're gonna put a powder on it turn it blue better not go down (laughs) that rod (laughs) i shouldn't have done that here's just a boy I'm gonna see how I, I just I, I clicked that thing on there so I'm gonna I can see my my spikes going so when I go to edit this episode I'm gonna hopefully it's not fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it will be, but in a good way. Yeah, having a little bit of fun over here. Yeah. Yeah, I got. It. <laughs> uh, and then we get into Christine, the mother, mm-hmm. uh, talking to her adopted father. I guess. Yeah, that was Is a bomb. Yeah, it's it's a really odd turn, but it it's not as shoehorned as it could have been. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like you know they're talking and she's putting shit together and going like, okay, how am I gonna rationalize being the mother of a psycho? And then she kind of remembers like, oh, I remember a life kind of before my dad. Right. Whereas we assume mom, but we never see her. Yeah. Kind of, kind of pat like there's something from her side of the family that was passed down through her, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the rationale. Well, that's kind of the the interesting argument that is made in this movie of the idea of heredity and mm-hmm. you know it, are are there serial killer genes and if your parent is horrible, will you be horrible? Or does it pass on? Right. It's an interesting no, it's... idea. Like they have a full-on conversation about it here. Yeah, 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 they do. Point. And that's just, and I, I think this is what popularized the term "bad seed" in referring to, like it ha- troublesome yeah, it kids. Had, it had to. I thought I had that in my notes, and I could be full of shit, but I'm pretty sure this is where calling a kid a bad seed came from. It's you know, it's it sounds reasonable. Yeah. If it's not, I could see why they, if, if it, you know, the title became for, like, if that phrasing came before the movie, then that's definitely where they got it to name the movie. But it's either sure. one way or the other, and it, it makes sense, so. 
Well, we find out that Christine's Christine's mom, so Rhoda's mom's mom, Rhoda's actual grandmother, was a serial killer who mm-hmm. would hop from city to city, killing people, establishing a life, apparently mm-hmm. popping out a kid or two, kill someone else, and then fuck off somewhere else until Man, she was eventually sucks. caught or died. And it was just like, that's <laughs> what's frightening is it's the thing that would happen. Yeah. Like, it sounds fantastical, but especially nowadays, that's like one of the options in the heredity you know guidebook like oh well my parent was a serial killer who hopped around city to city it's not my fault it was my parents (laughs) like nerds gosh dang it uh so oh (laughs) i heard that yeah you need to take a sip i can ramble for a minute if you (laughs) sounded a little sounded a little bit dry there but it it's definitely an interesting concept and i really do like the fact that this movie plays a lot on um, these sort of ideas and you know it's yeah i, I like it it's great i love it when i had don't know what to say i'm like yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah it's fine it's great yeah, i like it a lot I like it so much, that, I can't even explain it. Yeah, and that you'll never watch it ever again. Unless I you're forced to by, uh, you know, fire. So. You gonna lock me in the fucking basement like Leroy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was fucking brutal. We'll get to that. Yes, that was. That was fucking horrid. Because that was real time. Yeah. That wasn't finding out about it later. That was, she's just like, well, I'm going to go downstairs real quick. But well, the it's match so is fucking back. subtle. Like. That's, oh, it's giving me goosies thinking about it. Like, the ending of this movie is fantastic. It is. The fact like, that the mom sees her grab all the matches out of the cup. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Rhoda, you better put I that back in. Yeah. So she You're walks back Canadian. and puts... What's that? Hey, You're going Canadian. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's more, um, more of the Fargo way. Mm. But, no, so she's like, put them back. Dakota. And don't need the old Dakotans, huh? <laughs> she's like, you put them matches back now, year. And she's like, okay, ma. Puts them back in there. But then she walks away, and then she's like holding three, and she goes out the door like, huh, fuck you. <laughs> and then walks to light up him in the fucking, and he still dies. Yeah. Like, you hear him she screaming, him. nobody. Yeah, like. you hear him dying. Yeah. And it's like, there was a, a the way that the audio played too is it sounded like it was getting louder and louder. So I thought they were bringing him out of the basement and that he would live, mm-hmm. but watching it, it's like, no, he has to die. Cause if he comes out, he's going to be like, Rhoda fucking locked me in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was just you know? happening shit. Yeah. And so I don't and, know. <laughs> I mean, we're jumping a bit ahead here, but cause you know, she tries to incinerate the shoes because she didn't kill yeah. Claude with a stick. It was her shoes, which you know. Uh, Ouch! No shit. Ouch! And, Just getting fucking pecked to death. Yeah, basically. And what was brutal was telling her mom what happened. Yeah, that, that was that really just, unsettling. And again, it's the clip at the beginning, but the kept hitting him and hitting him until he fell in the water and then stepped on his hands as he tried to get out of the water. And it's just well, like, she was. Uh, I, so the thing I was 
thinking is like when he was trying to reach up to grab, she's smacking his hands with the shoe. Mm. Because if she was beating him with it, I mean, it's possible that she put yeah. the shoes back on and walked away. But it also makes sense that she could have been stomping. But the way I was visualizing is him trying to come in there. She's like, nope. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to let That's me have the metal? No. Nope. You're going to tell on me? No. Bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. And this, again, we'll praise this little girl until we're done talking about the movie. Like, she does such a fantastically creepy ass job being mm-hmm. horrible and screaming about this boy who wouldn't give her his medal. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's the, it's the best scene in the movie. It well, and then is. the fact that, you know, she he does give her the medal or claim, she claims that he gives her the medal, mm-hmm. but then he's like, I'm going to tell on you. And yeah. she's like, The fuck you are. <laughs> And then kills him. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> shouldn't have uh, got down damn. that, Rob. <laughs> I should have just kept your mouth shut, like. Give <laughs> like, her the fucking oh, medal and move on. How you do? <laughs> Get yourself a new medal next year. Yeah, yeah. I gotta fucking win one as long as I'm alive, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? That medal's mine. You're getting shooed. So next year he's up front getting a medal. She takes her shoe off and throws it at him like a fucking heckler. <laughs> what I tell or you, like Mike? A odd job and fucking gold finger. Just... <laughs> Look back, she's. <laughs> oh my god! Child murder. Yeah. So great. Christine then tells Rhoda to burn the shoes, mm-hmm. which I think is more or less the mom thing to do. Aside from you know, you either go okay fuck this kid and turn him in or you go this is my kid i have to protect them that's just an eight-year-old girl yeah i'm also torn about that because if my daughter did something like that um the integrity part of me is where i'm like well something needs to be done about this i'm sorry but you made a bad choice yeah you're eight years old they're not gonna kill you you're we can hopefully get you better Mm. but yes no there's that's horrible. Yeah. I don't know Different what I would kind do. Kind of goosebumps thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's it, and that it's what I think this movie handles really well. And of course, it's a movie, so they can't have the mom be like, "Well, I'm going to turn you in." You shouldn't shit. have done that. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have confessed, little girl. Yeah, going down. You know, you have to have that added trauma of the mom is like, "Well, I have to protect my little girl. Like, I don't want to see this." Sweet eight-year-old in, you know, the loony bin or whatever yeah. they stick people in the fifties. Nowhere good because <laughs> it's yeah. the fifties. But thankfully, it's the fifties and not like lobotomy times where like I bet something's wrong with her. Let's go ahead and throw something inside her head. Well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that wasn't still going on though. Uh, Leroy <laughs> taunts Rhoda, saying that he has the shoes, which was a very stupid decision on his part, I think. Much like the metal, just give him the fucking metal. Don't talk about the shoes. If you have the shoes, which you didn't at mm-hmm. the time, don't talk about the fucking shoes. Just get them <laughs> later and then deal with it later. But oh no, he goodness. has to be his creepy ass Leroy self. Yep, and try to heckler. Mm-hmm. And so he gets burned alive. Yeah. So there's that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst part of that, and I know we've kind of talked about Rhoda trapping him in the cellar, but. Mm-hmm. When she wouldn't stop playing the piano. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, 
the grandma or aunt Monica, whatever, she 100% plays that like any grandmother would, especially from the 50s, because there's time where I'm like, my daughter's a real asshole. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, she's the sweetest girl ever. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> really not. Though. She can be an asshole. And she's like, well, yeah, where do you think she got it from? I'm like, her mom. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are we talking Obviously. about here? Obviously. Whose side are you yeah. going to take? Ma. But your wife. Yeah. N- <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, like it's just, it's too bad. The thought uh, that like, I'll save this one because we haven't actually talked about the end ending yet, but I mm-hmm. will circum circumvent back to this later. Okay. We're talking about the, um, with Aunt Monica, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is super brutal. I love that she's just playing the piano because it's so creepy. Yeah. It shows just how, like, we've already seen how detached she is. Mm, that's exactly the word I was thinking, too. She's 100% just not there. She's Got there, but metal, she's not. Yeah. Burned up my shoes. Leroy was kind of a douchebag anyway. He squirted me with the water earlier. Like, that, was so that, that was so great. That was so great because you just see me. He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and they're like, "And of course, the mom she just you know downplays everything." And Monica yeah. stand there. She's like, "I'll fucking fire you, you asshole!" <laughs> and it's like we almost lost his job there. <laughs> it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. Monica's like the you know overreactionary, and then the the mom's the other way, and then it kind of reverses where Monica's like, eh, "She's just a little, sweet little girl," and the mom's like. I'm no. Go ahead and drug her, which is the next step. This is the most brutal part of the movie for me. The fact that she was like, "All right, I'm going to suicide us both." Yeah, and it's like this is a movie from the '50s. Mm-hmm. Like what? I I am amazed, kind of thinking about it, that this got past board and was made. Yeah, because the idea of the mom overdosing a little girl with sleeping pills, even though she's evil. But then also going in the back room and shooting herself, and you hear it. And it's yeah, like, oh, that was, I was okay. like, fuck, man, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, and it was great. Yeah. And that what what's awesome about it is they never, like, you never see a gun in the movie. Mm-mm. They talk about the sleeping pills earlier. Monica gives them to uh, Christine because she's having trouble sleeping because her daughter's a psycho. Yeah. Understandable. Um, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't want to close both eyes at the same time either. No, no. <laughs> I'm afraid to sleep. It's like my daughter might kill me, and that's yeah. why. She already killed no, like three people in like a yes. week. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ah, yuckers. She's eight. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, and it, it's super fucking brutal. And I'm gonna apologize it, for the background noise. My wife is coming and going from the house, and I have a heavy front door. As well as like a security, like a metal security door. I just keep hearing it slamming, so I know my microphone's picking it up. And so I'm just throwing that out there. Continue, sorry. Okay. What gets me is that they both survive. And (laughs) talking about, you know, the pre production stuff earlier, and again, it's the 50s, like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Hearing that in the book, uh, the mom does die. Right. And that the daughter survives. Like, that's a fantastic ending. It especially is. Especially for a horror movie. And the opposite is a good ending because it's satisfying to know that evil died. The fact yeah. that they both survived, though, 
and it's tough because it's like the idea of the sleeping pills working mm-hmm. is haunting. It is, and the 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 thing about that too is when they're like, if Christine wouldn't have shot herself, they wouldn't have heard the gunshot, mm-hmm. obviously, and they wouldn't have ran downstairs and saw. You know, an unresponsive Rhoda, and then, mm-hmm. you know, getting care for her in time to save her. And essentially in time to save both, really. But I kind of at- wish they had both done sleeping pills. Yeah. It would have yeah. actually made more sense. Would have made 100% more sense. I mean, I get. And I think. That's a real, real dark ending that way yeah and that's the thing and that's why they couldn't and i i would almost guarantee that's why they went with gunshot because they were like well someone has it's to, a built-in out yeah if they both do sleeping pills well then they're both just gonna die mm-hmm. or maybe someone checks on them the next day and one of them survived because it wasn't a good enough or big enough dosage right maybe well that was the thing too because it was like what three or four sleeping pills granted they're not Tylenol pms but sure. yeah we're talking they, 50s medicine where they put everything except for like cyanide in it probably and cocaine maybe in there of, yeah oh i mean God. five of any pill from the 50s will probably kill someone just you know <laughs> yeah yeah it it's it's brutal the thing you know that's equally disturbing about this is when they do end up at the hospital Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're talking about how touch and go it's going to be with Christine and, you know, it's a 50-50 if she's going to make it. And then you see Rhoda out in the hallway just kind of skipping. Yeah. And it's like... Very creepy. God damn, this kid <laughs> is not there. Yeah. And, and creepy it's, in the best possible fucking way, too. Yes. Like, this little girl just sells it. I'm going to do it one more time before we end the mo- movie because the ending is stupid and I hate it. But... <laughs> Like that scene is fantastic. Like I almost wish it had ended in the hospital. Yeah. Like the mom's survival is a bit ambiguous. You know that the daughter survived and is skipping merrily along. Well, that's the thing too, because I'm like, oh man, you know, the dad's back. The dad has no idea what's going on. He hasn't had a chance to talk to Christine. Mm-hmm. And then the cycle continues. Yeah. Cause then she's talking like, Oh, me and Aunt Monica, we're going to go suntan on the roof or some shit yeah, for some reason. Yeah, because she has a... Yeah, well, the thing was, is she's like, hey, Dad, Aunt Monica said that when she dies, I can have her uh, lovebirds. Yeah. Dad, how long do, lo- how long do lovebirds live? Uh, not that long. Okay. I know what I have to do. <laughs> Longer than I want humans? Those birds. No. Yeah. Hmm. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, that was what the... That was then. That, that's another part of the movie that really kind of sold it for me because she's just laying there and she's like, "This isn't back in the day when you had Google. Like, you can't just be like lifespan of lovebirds. Yeah. You ask your parent or you ask somebody who might know, or you find a library and, book or something. Yeah, you like. I really want those lovebirds. Well, when I pass on, you can have them. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Don't make promises you're not ready to cash in on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Guess what? There's a... Guess what, Monica? What's that, Rhoda? So, lovebirds, lovebirds aren't the only things that fly. Boof! Right off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Boof the roof. 
<laughs> yeah, right? I just poofed your roof. Oh, man. She's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's I, so There's good. a part of me that wishes they had hung out the next day just to see it happen. Yeah. Monica was kind of irritating most of the Yeah, she kind of was. That's what, like, <laughs> Monica, like, we get that you love this child that's not your own. You're just the fucking landlady. And now I guess uh, maybe it's a thing of the times, too, because when good old Hortense comes around, she's like, hey, come over here and come see your Aunt Hortense. And it's like, okay. kind of yeah, like how they, okay. you know, like, hey, come say hi to Uncle whoever or Aunt whoever. It's yeah. like, they've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, they really should stop because it's confusing. Like, so we're related? No. No, like, no I don't think we are. On the street. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. it's really uh, to call back to Marvel. It's very uh, Agatha Harkness <laughs> with her, just like I'm the nosy neighbor, and here I'm just here to drop by with a whole cooked meal and blah 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 blah. It's like okay, and okay, that is okay. the the stereotypical thing of a '50s movie or show. Mm, yeah, but you know it's a little obvious. Um, and then Rhoda just can't let go of the fucking metal because they well, they say that yeah. Christine. Mm-hmm. Chucked it off the pier. Well, no, that she. Well, that was the thing where she's like, where she's talking to Rhoda, and she's like, "Mom, where's the metal?" She's like, "Well, you know, in the middle of the night, here, yeah, I snuck out to the to the pier or the wharf. Went down that road. <laughs> I walked to the end of the the dock there, and I I dropped it by the ballast or whatever they called it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the oh, idea man. being that if they search it again they'll find it exactly and therefore rhoda didn't take it and therefore she didn't kill him exactly and as relentless as rhoda is she's like we'll worry about fucking monica tomorrow but tonight tonight i need that medal and i need it metal Yeah, so she's like, she gets all fucking suited up and she goes out to the wharf to fucking look for it. Yes. And I'm like, God damn, this kid is fucking, she's like the orphan, dude. She's not even eight years old. She's like 32, pretending to be eight. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. That must be one hell of a medal. Like, I don't know. Again, we didn't have uh, penmanship medals when I was in class, but that had to have been one. (laughs) snazzy piece of hardware i think it was because then she dies like in a very unceremonious and stupid fashion the and they tee it up so well of just like the long pan out shots you know it's the the fake out that she's not actually there because you know she they're not going to kill a girl right to make a movie Mm mm-hmm and uh, the lightning strikes the boathouse thing, and then it catches fire or whatever. And, we yeah. assume, and then she disappeared. So we assume that she got struck by lightning and died. Yeah. It was the brutal. End. Yeah, exactly. And the way that they end the movie, too, after that, like, they they do a real theater production-style ending. Mm-hmm. And, like, they introduce each character as, like, yeah. you know, this person played this, this person played that. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that. And then they talked about how, you know, don't indulge this kind of whatever. And then you, I don't, this is your movie. You talk about the ending. I'm about, like, my favorite part of the movie. Oh, I skipped over it, so I don't remember. Go ahead. At the very end, it says, don't indulge in this kind of behavior. And then Christine brings Rhoda over to the couch and bends her over her knee and starts spanking her. That's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) 
I was like, yeah, there I, it when is. When they started trotting everyone out for the thing, I was like, oh, I remember this. And so I just stopped watching the movie. But Right. God, I forgot yeah, they, about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it, it was Bad. great. Like, I... Uh, this is it's a controversial topic talking sure. about spanking children and all that kind of stuff like we won't get into that here but they definitely was like if you are watching this and in the 50s they most definitely did did that more than oh, they yeah. do now mm-hmm. and you're maybe watching this movie being like are they going to like what just spank her yeah. <laughs> knock it off <laughs> Quit killing like those they, people. they would use Bad. belts and switches and paddles and all sorts of shit in the fifties. Like, oh yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna talk shit. I was spanked as a child and I grew up all right. Well, but I wasn't, and I'm, you know, I am. That I explains am, so a lot, very, right? Obviously, <laughs> piece of shit. So no. I, I <laughs> no, I, 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 there is definitely a difference between being spanked and being abused. Oh yeah. And so that's all but, I'll say about that. But yeah, yeah, she definitely was like, I'm surprised it took two hours and 15 minutes to get to that point, but they did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, just, lo- just ground her, lock her in a room. I'm sure yeah. she'd find a way out. It's a big house, apartment, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, dude. she was able to sneak out while her dad was home on the phone. Well, yeah, he's... Like, I know it was raining and shit, but like... Yeah. She was crafty. But see, the thing is, is like, what is it about old school times because like that was an apartment building yeah. or the way like and yeah, but there were like suites kind of like in um the movie we just covered uh rosemary's baby like these yeah. like luxury apartment suites that are huge bigger than mm-hmm. most houses but they're like complexes like you know whatever but yeah i love this scene, movie i think it's, it's great cool. If nothing else, for the historical importance, mm-hmm. for history Conceptually, and film, everything about film. it is great. Yeah. Thematically, all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It, may take, it may take a little bit to get here and there, but it, overall it works. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're slowly but surely coming around to the point where you might watch it again before you die. <laughs> That's it I'm for pretty the bad sure I'll scene. watch it again before I die. I'm pretty sure I'll watch it again before I die. It's one of those movies I could see myself maybe not necessarily putting into my Halloween rotation, but like once a year, once every couple years, being like, you know, it's creepy enough. Like that that back half is so dark. It is. That it really makes up for a slow beginning, which you, you know, kind of forgive because it's 1956. That ending is just fucking brutal, and it's kind of it's creepier than a lot of the other shit that we cover because it seems more real. Mm-hmm. It's like this is just what would have happened back then, whereas now it's more produced and like, oh, of course the fucking whatever's gonna come back with the gun and kill again. Yeah. It it's very disturbing. It is. I I don't know. Um, I know you like to athon things. So, like, I could definitely see this being added into a universal black and white. Like, there's plenty of those old school movies like that where you can oh, yeah. kind of a thon, you know, black classic black and white horror movies. And if I were doing that, I would definitely add this into that. If I'm feeling like, man, I really want to watch a, a bunch of 30s to 50s movies, yeah. it would 100% be in the rotation hmm. for that. We'll give it a watch. 
if you haven't already in prep for this. I hope that we, I, you, me, kind of uh, brought people in to potentially watch this movie because I think it's worth a look. There's nothing that makes me more happy than we hear that kind of stuff. I was at, um, I went to Valley Brewing last night to watch the draft, the NFL draft. I'm a big sports guy. Nerd. um, Nerd. Sports nerd. (laughs) Um, I'm sitting out there and Manjara's our IT guy from work. Mm. He said that you've talked to him about some stuff, but I actually, he was like, Oh, he's like, bro, you do a, you do a horror podcast. And so I'm like, yeah, and we're talking about it. And then he is like, well, where can I listen? And blah, blah, blah. And so he's pulling it up on his phone and I take his phone and then I type it in. I'm like, it's right here. Subscribe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got another one. Yeah. That's the thing, man. If you know somebody who's like, Hey, I love horror podcasts and you mm. are, and you listen to us, take your friend's phone auto like just subscribe them to us yeah. and then get both um, their phone back right and speaking me. of that so uh, any closing talk any things you want to add to the end of your stuff before i spiel and get out of here no i'm done okay <laughs> i'll sit here quietly and let you do your thing no i just uh we haven't really talked about this a whole lot one-on-one i kind of I kind of ran with this, but I posted it to all the social medias. So if you saw it there, great. If not, and you're getting it from this episode, I will start our next episode out with kind of this plea. So this episode will be episode 98. Mm-hmm. My episode will be 99. And then we have an episode 100. So we're going to do it a little mm-hmm. out of sequence for the month of May. Instead of going Justin bonus me, we're going to go Justin me bonus. So that way our hundredth episode can be a bonus to where we can, we've talked about kind of, we're going to talk about our years of doing the show and our favorite recordings and maybe some of our favorite moments. And what I did is I, I kind of put out there on the internets if you listen to our show for any amount of time and you've enjoyed, if you have a, you know, favorite episode, favorite moment, whatever. A favorite movie we've covered. Exactly. Uh, we implore you to send us a message, send us an email. Mm. If you listen to us on Anchor, send us a voice message. I know I, I kind of fudged this up because when we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, my buddy Tyler sent a, a voice message in and asked us a question, and I forgot about it for like a month. That's my bad. But... If you're listening, Tyler, sorry. Um, but we ask that you you send some sort of um, correspondence into us and let us know what you think. And if you send us voice messages, I I will put them directly into the episode and then we'll directly address it. Um, yeah. I feel if we're going to talk about our favorite moments, we'd love to hear what your favorite moments are. And so sure. send us emails. Um, I know Andrew hit me up today, uh, yesterday and asked if he wanted us to send a voice message. I'm like, if you like the show, then yes. Yeah. Go ahead. If you have something <laughs> like, to say that's you know productive and uh, well, affirming <laughs> to to what we're doing here, great. Yeah. Even if you want to tell us we suck, we'll play that too. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun to just talk about our favorite things, like just our journey from getting to episode zero. I mm-hmm. can't believe it's episode one hundred already. Yeah. If we were a TV fast. show, we'd be syndicated. Right. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. I'm excited too. The more like when you first suggested that, I was like, okay, it, you know, it, it it's the only thing that really makes sense. I get it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't excited, but then I was like, man, if we can get people 
to chime in and let us know what they think because we have people that listen like the mm-hmm. like the episode listens are there like it's just getting feedback is always difficult that's why like right. you can have people I'll use Twitch for example where I'll stream I'll have a thousand people following me but I'll have two people in my chat even like it's just right. you can have all these numbers like it's it's crazy one of the guys I watch is, is like 3.5 million but he'll have like 50,000 people now, that's still a lot, but like the ratio yeah. of like getting quite people to respond is quite off. Yeah, so but, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like commenting on shit and you know chiming in on things. I know I rarely reply on posts I see on Facebook and shit and whatever. But I try to. Since you post them, I try to reply to them <coughs> if somebody says something. But fair enough. But for our hundredth episode, please, 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 if you can find it in your databanks to. Uh, you know, shout us out something, anything about what you like about our show or don't like about our show. Tell us we're stupid. That's fine too. <laughs> I hear that a lot, so that's okay. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Like I said, so we're that's definitely the plan. I would rather if you send something in, you can tell us we suck. And I'll, I mean, we said we put it in the episode, but <laughs> if you do, we do ask that you keep it kind of pertain to the episode. We're talking about our favorite moments. I guess if it's your not so favorite moments, that works too. Yeah. Blooper but this reel. is a joyous occasion for us. Don't fucking ruin it, please. <laughs> I'm just I can't. Trying to get I can't. Something. I need something. Yeah. I, I would love just so much response that we don't even really get to talk about it ourselves it's just an episode of you guys and that would be be great but i've rambled enough about it i'll i'll open next week's episode with the same thing being like hey Mm -hmm. we need you but hey there (laughs) before we get too far ahead of ourselves brandon what is our next episode gonna be i don't even know this so i'm very frightened uh Just okay. Rip the band-aid <clears throat> off. Uh, our um, our next episode, my pick, is going to be a, two th- a film from 2021. So it's nef- definitely new, not old. It's an action horror film. It's called Willy's Wonderland, starring oh. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I, you know, I've heard good things. I've heard so many good things. This, I and I, I kind of thought, I'm like, man, we. I hope we don't get shit because, like. Mandy was kind of the movie that everyone was like, man, Nicolas Cage is fucking transcendent in this movie, dude. He's so mm-hmm. good. But then I'm I like... I haven't watched that either. I haven't either. <laughs> but Willy's Wonderland, I've heard, is just awesome. Fucking bonkers. Well, I've also heard, like, he doesn't talk. Yeah. And throughout the whole movie. So I'm very interested to see what happens here. Yeah, so, like, before... like. It says, when his car breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun center in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped inside Willy's Wonderland. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and looking at it, like, man, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. It's All right. If That's you, not as bad as I thought it'd be. Was... If you are, like, it's on Voodoo. It's $5 to buy HD. Yeah. And I'm like, there it is. We'll do it. It just kind of came to me. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things about um, Nicolas Cage's foray into these kind of obscure horror, you know, Mandy, Color of Space, Willy's Wonderland, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's also, you know, playing Dracula in um, the upcoming movie. Um, Renfield. Renfield, yes. I'm so not looking forward to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> Anyways, guys, well, we want to thank on Hulu. Is it? Willy's Wonderland is on Hulu. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, I got to get out of here. I got to go play some softball. We want to thank okay. you all for hanging out with us. As always, this has been a fun episode. Um, we can be reached on Facebook. Um, we have a, a page. We have a, a group. You can message us directly. Like we're on the sites. Like it's not like you can find us super easily. So if you you can reach us there, we're on Instagram and Twitter at go underscore pod. You can directly message us on there. If email is your thing, you can email us at podgore at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure we both have access to it. If not, I'll, Justin can get it. Um, yeah. We're on the slash wrap podgore podcast. There's like you can message us through anchor be it voice that's the cool thing about anchor though is like you can send us a voice message and then it will directly i can download it onto my computer from the website and then you know edit it and then just pop it into it up it's so easy um you can voice you can type we'll take whatever we can get we'd love to hear from you um we have a little bit of time, so we have this episode, my next episode, and then our hundredth. So you, we have time to get them in, but don't yeah, wait too long. It'll probably be a good, you know, week or so. At least I'd two. say yeah, probably two weeks, yeah. safely, uh, to get that to get those in at least. Um, yeah. Anyways, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you again so much. I can't believe we're closing in on a hundred. Wood wood. You know, I. It's not that I didn't think we'd get here. It's just I can't believe we're getting here. Yeah. And so it's been a blast. Love it. It's a big part of my life nowadays. So um, we're going to get out of here. I hope yes. you have a great day you whenever can. you listen to this. Um, we've been your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next week with Willie's Wonderland. Bye.